1: Beatles, yesterday and today. 1971, episode 48. In this edition, we'll cover March through
2: May. Paul was not on top in terms of popularity among his former fellow musicians. The Alan Klein management controversy was still being debated, with McCartney insisting every step of the way that he wanted out. Paul told Mike Hennessy...
3: I've got two alternatives. I've got one of just falling in with the fold and Klein and going with Klein and going with the group and doing what the other three want to do in the, on their sort of path, which is virtually to be managed by Klein. Uh, or I can just sort of do what I think's right. It comes down to one basic fact, which is my opinion is that the Beatles, having finished as a group, and having actually finished like me actually being in a new group, a new lineup and everything. I believe that no matter what the consequences are, tax consequences, sorry boys you can't do it, we've got a contract, blah blah blah, I believe that the relationship, certainly the spirit in which we started the group, the whole idea I thought all along was if anyone is in trouble, wants to get out, is uh, in, in a sticky situation, the idea is that we'll sit down and like see what we can do about it. Whereas, in fact, it's just the opposite that's happening. And uh, it boils down to one thing. They have my contract.
4: And so, like truculent brothers in a family that had fallen out, they continue to argue.
1: Starting on Monday, March 1st, and lasting until March 3rd, the Beatles' high court case trial enters its final days. Paul's lawyer, Mr. David Hurst, summing up his case by saying... It was quite plain that the Beatles had irretrievably broken up. On Wednesday, March 3rd, it is day nine of the Beatles' high court case. As final arguments continue with Mr. Morris Finer, who represents John, George, and Ringo, sum up and state, in practice, the appointing of a receiver of the group's business affairs would be a disaster. The appointment of a receiver would give the impression that the business had stopped and the reputation of the Beatles would be damaged. Mr. Justice Stamp then asks, Can you say that the Beatles' reputation is such a delicate blossom? Mr. Finer replies, The reputation of Apple Corps, which is an active business, includes a lot more business than dealings with the Beatles' records. The hearing is adjourned until tomorrow. On Thursday, March 4th, day 10 of the Beatles' high court case, the final arguments continue. Mr. William Forbes, the other solicitor representing John, George, and Ringo, tells the court, Before Alan Klein took over the management of the Beatles, the four partners have been drawing from their partnership account at a rate of 6,000 pounds a month. In the 28 months before the Klein era, the Beatles had drawn a total of £272,000 from the account, although the combined net profit available to them was only £122,000. In the pre kline era, the four of them were drawing an average of £10,000 per month, which is an overdrawing of £6,000 a month. But after Klein took over their management, the Beatles' drawings continued at £11,000 a month, but the money available to them increased to £40,000. For the year-end, December 31, 1970, the net profit available to them was 840,000 pounds, out of which they drew 184,965,000 pounds. The basic objection was that the proposals should leave Mr. Klein as manager. Meanwhile, this evening at Abbey Road Studios... Yoko Ono, at the insistence of Philip Brody, managing director of EMI, re-records her vocals to the song titled, Open Your Box. Brody deemed that the lyrics were too indecent and distasteful. The next day, Friday, March 5th, a judgment in the Beatles High Court case is expected. Unfortunately, a full judgment fails to materialize. Instead, another judge in the High Court, Mr. Justice Ploughman, grants an application in the High Court by Northern Songs Limited, temporary orders banning McLean Music Limited, John and Paul's company, from publishing or causing to be published compositions by Mr. Lennon and McCartney, and, from asserting on sheet music or recorded labels, any rights to the copyright.
2: On March 12th, the British High Court appoints a receiver to handle the Beatles' assets, and also prevented Alan Klein from any further role in the management of the group's affairs. When John, George,
1: and Ringo are told of the result, they leave the court and head back to Savile Row in John's White Rolls Royce, telling reporters in their trial, No comment. According to the Apple Scruffs, the three ex-Beatles then drive to Paul's home in Cavendish Avenue in St. John's Wood, where John grabs two bricks from his car scales the wall of Paul's home and proceeds to throw them through his windows. John, George, and Ringo return to Apple headquarters where again they face a barrage of questions from the press, waiting outside their offices.
5: Paul did a good job in holding us together for a few years while we were sort of undecided what to do, you know. And I found out what to do, and it didn't really have to be with the Beatles. It could have been if they won it. But uh, it got that I couldn't wait for them to make up their mind about peace or whatever, about committing themselves. It's the same as the songs. So I've gone ahead. Speak to my lawyer.
2: But enough of the business hassles. Also on March 12th, Apple releases a new single by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band, produced by John, Yoko, and Phil Spector. The peace movement took a hiatus, as John and Yoko were pictured with upraised clenched fists, and were adorned with japanese riot helmets on the sleeve and ads. The song was a genuine cry for all the underprivileged. The background vocals were by Rosetta Hightower and a chorus of forty four. bought the record were not as powerful as John Hope, and
6: were
1: only able to lift the record to number 7 in the charts. On Monday, March 15th, outside London,
2: now
7: mine, now now.
1: Paul and Linda McCartney are finishing the final mixes of Paul's new LP, Ram. after which they bought a flight to California where they rent a house for the next several months. The next day on March 16th in Los Angeles, the Beatles' Let It Be album receives a Grammy for the best original score written for a motion picture or television special in 1970. Paul and Linda, who only arrived in L.A. this morning, collect the award from the Hollywood legend John Wayne.
8: Ladies and gentlemen, for the album of the best original score written for a motion picture, the nominees are the late Alfred Newman for Airport, Johnny Mercer and Henry Mancini for Darling Lily, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison for Let It Be, Johnny Mandel for MASH, Fred Carlin for The Sterile Cuckoo. Envelope, please. John Lennon. Paul
2: McCartney. George
8: Harrison. Uh, Let it be.
2: the award, Paul McCartney.
3: And I picked it up off Big John Wayne. Thank you. Good night. I picked it up in Hollywood.
1: As Paul leaves the building, a reporter asks him if he is in America to record an album. Paul replies by saying, I have a knife and a fork and I'm here to cut a record. We're
7: together, man. You know, we put a little rock and billy in the
3: ballads, you know. We put with, with, uh, with a little shaker, you know, in the choruses. So just goofing around with it, you know. Uh, and uh, we're going together, man.
1: Then the couple got into a Cadillac waiting outside amid screams from waiting Beatles fans. Paul and Linda would then be unseen for months. On March 22nd in America, John's single Power to the People is released. The B-side performed by Yoko is called Touch Me as they opted to keep off Open Your Box in America.
6: with her voice what instrumentalists have done over the past 50 years with their instruments. But she's doing it with her voice.
1: In the early hours of Saturday, March 27th, John gives a live interview to Kenny Everett for his program on Radio Monte Carlo.
4: This is Monte Carlo International, 205 meters on your medium wave band. And now to sweet out the radio, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Everett. Now, 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 now. it's time for the Beatles interview on Radio Monte Carlo International. This is the old where I currently can go into John's delicious 72-acre house deep in the heart of Ascot. Lovely place it is, and not only beautiful house, but beautiful studio as well. He's built for himself right in the heart of his home. A real 16-track recording studio that he's doing all his new stuff on. He's still doing super stuff. It's not as jolly as his last lot, but that was with the rest of the group, you see, as you will soon find out.
1: The complete John Lennon Plasticona Band album is played and reviewed. The interview was done at John's Ascot Estate.
4: Here we are in John's luxurious 72-acre studio, here built into his home in Ascot. We are, Seen as this isn't television. Yes, we're in the studio, 5 by 8 Now, mm-hmm. why did you buy a studio in your own house when you've got one in your office as well? In fact, how many have you got? Well, the one in the office hasn't been finished. Uh,
6: and that's going to be 16-track, and this is 8-track. Mm. I it just means you can call when you want. And you can go to bed.
4: Well, I've got If ever you feel like during this interview like coming out with an original song recorded just for Radio Monte Carlo, please feel free. The man
6: who broke the
4: bang of Monte Carlo. We'll have to say. Oh my God! <laughs> well, tell us about your LP, John. It seems not to, to be as jolly as your last ones. <laughs> as jolly as what? Well, all the rest of them. Well, such as <laughs> a Revolver Sergeant Pepper. Effect. Oh, well, that was the group effort, you see. Mm. Well, do you reckon you're the, the sad member of the group?
6: Well, uh, I wouldn't say that they're all particularly much happier than me, but uh, they might emphasise the happier side, that's all. Are you thinking of doing a jolly album? If I feel jolly, you see, I mean, I was... I was sort of going into the things that I wrote about on the album, so
7: mm. they
6: weren't particularly jolly, they were just sort of more just like life, you know, life isn't jolly, it's a bit of both. The album is a bit of both, So let's
4: so have yeah. a jolly LP, John.
6: Something like
7: Yeah,
9: that'll do. Hold on, John. John, hold on. It's going to be all.
6: To you. uh well, I am being uh, sued. Well, that's pretty spectacular. Oh, but no we're not allowed to talk about that. Uh, hold on, John. So that's uh, that was just about holding on. You see, mm. even though it's not all that hot, let's hold on.
4: What is your favourite
6: track? I don't really know. You see, I like working class but I like ice as a song, you know, as a as, as a poem or whatever it is. Mm. I, I like isolation just to listen to.
9: Alone, everybody got to
7: have a home.
6: I think George said that, or he liked it best. Are still friendly with the rest of them? Well, uh, yeah. I played billiards with Ringo and discussed records with George. Mm. I mean, of course, we've seen more of each other now with the God going Go on. So in a way, that like, God case mm. well, Ringo, George and I closely together again. You know, mm. We have to sort of spend hours on
4: different things. So. Not pretty Damn friendly now, would? So I'm sure there's a million people out there that would not see you all jangling away together again. Well, uh, it's, it's like 90% that
6: George Ringo and I would record together again. Maybe not as Beatles, you know, under that title. But, uh, <clears throat> like, if I wanted the guitarist to play
4: with me, well, I would ask him. Mm. Same as I asked Ringo to play drums. And... Do you think you'll ever have tea with him again? Sure. So when the forces die, down, you rush at each other? I don't know. I don't know about that. But, I mean, there's no doubt we'll see each other. Mm. So will the world reverberate I mean, even... to another Lennon mccartney composition? I doubt it, because we weren't writing all that much together for the last couple of years anyway. Mm. Give us a startling
6: fact. I'm 30. Are oh, you? Yeah? That's startling, isn't it?
4: I'm only 26. Remember when you were 26,
6: what was happening? Like? Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, probably on the tour. Tell me, John, why are you still plugging this album? Because it's been out for an awful long time now, is not it? Because uh, in the early days of it, uh, they wouldn't play
6: on BBC and then you know? <coughs> why not? I don't know, probably they thought every line and every lyric must have had something in it, you know. But so I didn't
4: get many plugs. That's because I wasn't there. Right. They shifted all the oddballs off, didn't <laughs> they? Well, so that's a, a reason to to keep playing it. But when <laughs> shows are segmented into one-hour slots, most of the DJs want to just play the jolly, bouncy popular stuff.
6: Yeah, but I mean it was literally not played, you know, as a policy at one time. And that didn't do it any good. That was when it was first out. <clears throat> and the people do have to hear something
4: before they what do you think the answer Sorry. is, radio as it is at the stage? <coughs> yeah, it would be great. Lots of stations, right? Yeah. Well, we're out of the studio now. Lovely house, they've got beautiful grounds, 72 acres, and they're very happy together. And that's the latest bulletin. Very courteous couple. She was knitting in the control room while we were doing that interview, and he was strumbling away on his guitar. And on that little note for keys, with lots of good stuff coming from out at his studio, I think, in the next couple of months. It's goodbye from Radio Monte Carlo, and from me, and from Tommy, and from Dave. And we'll all be back very soon when all this problem's sorted out. And Radio Monte Carlo will burst forth again on us from some other direction. What do you say, John? (laughs) (laughs) Well, friends, we'll be back again soon, so keep your radios tuned.
1: April 1971, in an interview for Life Magazine, Paul reveals the problems of the breakup of his former group. He states, I do think if it was just up to the four of us, we would have picked up our bags, these are my shoes, that's your ball, that's my ball, and gone. And I still maintain that's the only way to actually go and do that, no matter what things are involved on a business level. But of course, we aren't four fellows. We are part of a big business machine, so that's why I had to sue in courts to dissolve the Beatles to do in a business level what we should have done on a Four Fellows level. I feel it just has to come. Paul goes on to say he searched his soul before deciding to take on the other three Beatles in court. People said, it's a pity that such a nice thing had to end. And I think that too, it is a pity. I like fairy tales, but you realize that you're in real life and you don't split up a beautiful thing with a beautiful thing all will be on the cover of The Next Life magazine.
2: On April 9th, Ringo releases a new 45 produced by George Harrison. This catchy piece captures the old Beatles sound again. Ringo gives his view on how he wrote it. It
4: don't come easy has been going around for years. <laughs> See, I'm a very slow writer. I usually get a first verse and then um, I find it impossible to get anywhere else with the song, you know, and then suddenly I'm sitting down again. I can't do I can't go get up and say, well, now I'm going to write. I just have to be around a guitar or a piano with my famous three chords. <laughs> and it just comes, you know, usually what I do if I'm in the mood. I put me tape on, if I've got a tune, and then I play the same tune like a hundred times with different words, all on the tape. Then I take the tape off and get it all typed out, and then I pick the lines, what I'll put together. written by uh, Lennon and McCartney, uh, uh, but one written by Ringo Starr. And I think it's nice that George Harrison produced it, you know, Uh, but here was a single by him in his own right, not a Beatle record which made it, but a Ringo Starr record which made it. Made it, in fact, to position number four in Britain and number one in the U.S.A.
8: seen at this time will not be shown tonight
1: in order to bring you this special program. On Thursday, April 15th
8: Now, a special program in Living Color on NBC
1: Even though the Beatles are no longer together as a performing or recording unit, the group still continues to pick up awards. This time in Hollywood at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, California. Just one month after the Grammys, they receive an Oscar from the U.S. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for 1970 Best Original Song Score. With their music for Let It Be. The 43rd
8: Annual Academy Award Show. Here in the plaza of the Los Angeles Music Center, fans have been waiting since early this morning to catch a glimpse of the stars as they arrive for the awards ceremony. Tonight, the Academy Awards Orchestra will be conducted by three-time Oscar nominee, Quincy Jones.
5: The nominations for the Best Original so- uh, Song Score are The Baby Maker, music by Fred Carlin, lyrics by Tilwith
7: Kimry.
1: A Boy Named Charlie Brown, music by Rod McEwen and John Scott Trotter,
8: lyrics by Rod McEwen, Bill Melendez, and Al Shane, adapted by Vince Gilardi.
5: Darling Lily, music by Henry Mancini, lyrics by Johnny Mercer. And Let It Be, music and lyrics by The Beatles. Scrooge music and lyrics by Leslie Brickuse Adapted by Ian Fraser and Herbert W. Spencer
0: And the winner is The Beatles for Let It Be
8: Accepting for The Beatles will be musical director Quincy Jones I have
3: to put my baton down and go up and make a speech and pick up the Oscar for Lennon and McCartney on "Let It Be." This is fantastic.
6: I just wanted an excuse to get close to it, and I wish that the Beatles were all here together tonight to receive this. But I have to get back to conduct the orchestra on their behalf. Thank you very much.
8: <laughs> we, we still laugh about it, you know.
3: Really, I know
1: all I didn't. All the Oscar we got. Yeah. Meanwhile, on April 21st, in pursuit of Yoko's daughter Kyoko from her previous marriage,
4: I have a child who's eight years old, American. and um, she's an American citizen.
1: Yeah.
4: And um, we're trying to, you know, we're looking for her in a way.
1: John and Yoko fly to Madrid, Spain, en route to Palma, Mallorca, on their private jet. They tell awaiting journalists that their journey is for business and arrest.
5: I sat in a restaurant in Spain and the yep. violinist insisted on playing yesterday right in my ear <laughs> and then then he asked me to sign the violin and I was, I didn't know what to say I said well uh, actually uh, okay and I signed it and Yoko signed it and I, one day he's going to find out that Paul wrote it
1: <laughs> In Mallorca on April 23rd John and Yoko are taken into police custody and questioned regarding their alleged abduction from a playground of Yoko's seven-year-old daughter. The child's father, Anthony Cox, had, somewhat ironically for John, been attending a meditation session by the guru Maharishi Mahesh Yogi at the Kala Murata, the Mallorca home of the Maharishi, for the last 18 months. John and Yoko had taken the child and looked after her at their hotel, the Malaya in Madrid. In court, Yoko claims that she had been awarded custody in the U.S. when she and Cox were divorced. Following the hearing, the judge listens to the evidence behind closed doors and rules that Kyoko should return to Cox. You do
3: realize, Miss Ono, that you could be charged with kidnapping?
8: Kidnapping? How can I kidnap my own child?
3: This court has no jurisdiction to make a decision on custody. That is for an American court to decide. However, I am going to allow Kyoko to remain with her father. I spoke to the child in private. That is her
1: choice. The judge had asked Kyoko, which parent would you like to be with? Kyoko replied, my daddy. Outside the courthouse, a tearful yet defiant, Yoko tells waiting reporters, We'll be back for her, wherever she is. Taking further legal advice, British lawyers informed the Lennons that their best attempt for obtaining custody of Kyoko is to get a custody order from the authorities in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where Yoko and Anthony Cox were officially divorced.
5: Finally, we thought, oh, let's uh, let's go, go to court in the place where the divorce was. That was in the U.S. Virgin Islands.
1: On April 24th, John and Yoko attempt to leave Palma Airport en route to the Virgin Islands, but are stopped by the police for further questioning over the abduction. Their departure is delayed for several hours.
5: So we went there, and we only just got in. At the last minute, immigration still hadn't given us a form to get in. And they told us, you can have just enough time to go for the court case. And that was going to be one day. And we said, that's fine. But even as we got to the border, still the thing hadn't come through. So we said to the man, look, they're expecting us. Call Washington to let us in. We have a court case today. And I was still stuck in the British Virgin Islands because I couldn't get in. They let us in, we won the court case. And on the way in, they said, how long do you want? After they told me I'd only have three days, I said, well, what have you got? They said, oh, th- three months. So I said, okay, I'll have three months.
1: Meanwhile, on April 26th, back in London, through their solicitor, Lennon, Harrison, and Starr admit they have accepted Paul McCartney's decision to leave the Beatles and will not appeal against it.
2: to scotland and the mccartney farm paul and linda are guarding their privacy by staying away from profit-minded film crews
7: let's say we go to south america and play in little clubs around south america we might get somebody to film that
3: you know because that would be more fun. that's the kind of thing we'd film but we don't film our private lives unless we take snapshots for ourselves you know we do that but uh, we don't sort of walk around being filmed and being taped and stuff we, we just walk around just like us
1: It's May 1971. Paul and Linda McCartney, just having finished their new LP, issue a special limited edition version entitled Brung to O by Hal Smith. This features 15 short sketches by Paul and Linda, all including Paul singing the reoccurring song... It was intended purely for radio broadcast. The McCartneys spend the rest of the month writing at their farmhouse in Scotland
3: we just uh, we' just finished an album now which uh, and we're on to the next one already you know before this one's been released so we're working hard on the music thing but as far as the performances and stuff, as I say you know when you've played to fifty six thousand in a, a big stadium you know but you can't really do much more than that unless it's like get on Telstar and have an hour playing to Everyone in the world, you know, you can't really top 56,000, you know. So that we don't have too many uh, performance ambitions left. But the ambitions are all in the music, you know, as far as I'm concerned. It's like if we started off with Love Me Do, and the second record we wanted to be better, you know, so we did Please, Please, and we wanted the next one to be better. You know, and it's that. That's, that's where the ambition is, to make music that satisfies us and other people, you know.
1: Meanwhile back at the Lennon's Tittenhurst estate, John cuts a studio demo of the track God Save Us. On Wednesday, May twelfth, Paul and Linda McCartney and their children.
7: Oh, you know, the
1: as well as Ringo and Maureen. I wish I knew fly in a specially chartered plane to Saint-Tropez in France to attend Mick Jagger's wedding to Bianca. Later, both Paul and Ringo, with respective partners, attend the reception, which is held at the nearby Café des Arts. Meanwhile, John and Yoko, who are scheduled to appear in court in Mallorca, Spain, charged with trying to abduct Kyoko, are invited to present their two films, Apotheosis, Balloon, and Fly, at the Cannes Film Festival. So on May 14th, the couple are seen departing London's Heathrow Airport to Cannes in the south of France, landing on May 15th. The audience reportedly boos during the screening of apotheosis, while Fly receives a standing ovation. Meanwhile, the judge in Majorca excuses the Lenins for their non-appearance in court. Also on May 15th, nearby in a luxury yacht called S.S. Marala, hired for the duration of the festival, Ringo, who remained in France following Mick Jagger's wedding, is to be found with Maureen, George Harrison, Patty Harrison, and Scylla Black. It was during one of these get-togethers that the song Photograph comes about, with all guests chipping in lyrics to the song. On May 17th in America, Apple releases RAM, a new album by Paul and Linda McCartney. BMI report 100,000 advanced orders for the record, and within one week of its release, the album is named as the best-selling album of the month.
2: The title track features Paul on ukulele.
10: I just hit upon the word ram. It's a strong, it's a male animal. And then there's the idea of ramming, you know, pushing forward strongly. short, very succinct, kind of tight you wouldn't forget.
7: Nice again. got one.
1: talks about the inspiration for the next song, called Dear Boy.
10: Dear Boy, originally the thought behind that was that Linda's ex-husband was a very nice guy called Mel, I kind of felt like he hadn't, he'd missed Linda, he'd not seen in her what I had seen in her, and so the song was really written to him. Uh, you know, You Never Know What You Missed, Dear Boy. And the dear boy was almost harking back to kind of Noel Coward. Dear boy, oh dear boy. You know, that sort of English, posh musical kind of stuff. That was my motivation behind it.
7: I guess you never knew, dear boy, what you had found. I guess you never knew, dear boy, that she was just the cutest singer around. Guess you never knew what you had found, dear boy I guess you never saw
2: was released in America as a single and became a huge hit. Written by Paul and Linda, it touches bass with yellow submarine and other Beatle textures of the past. It features Dave Spinoza again and Huey McCracken on guitars and Denny Sywell on drums. We're so
7: sorry... There's no one So sorry, but we haven't heard a thing all day. We're so sorry.
1: Side two opens up with a song called Heart of the Country. Heart of the Country.
10: That's very influenced by what we were doing. We were living away from the city. We were on a farm.
3: Tell us about the farm. This seems to be your new life.
7: Well, it's just getting back to natural living, really. We have horses and sheep and we plant our own vegetables. And it's the only place we go to where we can
8: just be very natural
10: in this unnatural world. It was was great because both of us had been city dwellers for so long, but both of us loved nature. So the idea of getting out into the country was very attractive. I look high, I look low, I look And it it was like being in quicksand, you know. And the light bulb went off one day when we realised that we could just run away.
2: off the RAM package, the slightly crazed monkberry Moon Delight.
10: So Linda would just be with me, you know, that was one of the amazing things about our relationship actually, um, and as our family grew uh, there was even more reason to hang out, because we had the kids now and I think the songs some of them anyway reflected our lifestyle. Well,
2: is considered by some to be the best on the album and features the New York Philharmonic arranged by George Martin. Paul's love of the Beach Boys sound is brought out once again.
7: Speed along the way Honey, I won't say we would
2: The album, Ram. Peter Asher. I've been really
4: disappointed with his records, but I still know how great he is. And I mean, I know he's a genius and I'll still go on buying each album and listening to it three or four times before I admit that it isn't very good for at least another dozen albums. But he's so good that I'm sure that that eventually he'll get back into it and make some just brilliant records. I I can't understand why Linda's in his band, you know, at
2: the risk risk of being blunt.
4: When we were doing Ram, the headline was, who does Linda McCartney think she is? This whole thing about how I'm not fashionable, Paul's fashionable, always crap. I think you could get crushed. You know, it's like sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will break my heart.
6: What did John think of the album? Well, like the beginning of Uncle Albert i liked some of my my fly he got three legs or something yeah. i liked a little bit about hands across the water but then all, it, i got it just tripped off all the time you know i didn't like that bit that was your first mistake to do you took your lucky break and broke in who's lucky break oh, I need to
1: What did Paul think of the reviews of his LP, Ram?
7: If it
3: isn't a totally immediate thing, you do tend to get not-so-hot reviews, you know? So like i say, you know, like five months after it was uh, released, Ram was still sort of selling, you know? It took about five months to sort of sell, you know, whereas some records just do it in two weeks and are out of the charts. You know, it's put together to, in order to, that I'd like the album. You know, that's the only st- uh, standard I go by ever, you know, is if I like it at that time. The difference in the music is just that I like different things at different times, you know, so that's why the albums change, and that's why. But I don't, I, each time I go to make an album or a record of any description, I just try to make a good record, you know. That's all, bro, that's the all there that is to it, you know, just a good record, just trying to please the customer. The stuff I don't really like uh, will sometimes get converted into a little riff or something, and just get used somewhere, but I always use all the, all my ideas, I try to anyway. You know. I've got a few from like 10 years ago, you know, I still haven't quite used. But I'll slip them in there somewhere, someday.
1: On May 27th, it is announced that Ringo is to star in a spaghetti western film named Blind Man. Location of filming will be in Italy and Almerita, Spain. The movie is produced by Alan Klein's APCO organization, and Ringo is cast as a vicious bandit. Coming up in a moment... John asks God to save Oz.
5: Buy it, folks, just to help Oz.
1: Ringo stars in a film role. George learns about Bangladesh. I don't particularly uh, like the idea of what's going on there, but, you know, that's
6: politics, the the political side of it. Now I think it's bad when anybody should come in and massacre a lot of people, but, uh, I mean, we're really trying to
1: relieve the... uh, the effect of the massacre, you know, I don't want to get into the cause of it. And Ram hits number one. Hello uh, Ram. Ram. Next
4: on Yesterday and Today.
10: Walk my horse upon a hill, no walk my horse upon When I walk, walk my horse upon a hill, when I walk my horse upon When I lay me down, will my love love me still a dog is here dog is there My dog, he got three legs But he can't run A fly flies
7: in A fly flies out Now my fly, he
10: got three legs But he can run
3: Why the dog or the fly had three legs, I'll never know.
0: information or to contact the show visit yesterday and today or email at yesterday and today podcast at gmail.com also visit at yesterday pod on twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on facebook see you next time As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes. Some fun apparel things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Mark's and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry. We will. (laughs) You can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society Six. Dot com slash Kaminsky family Podcast. That's society, the number 6com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello, the lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio, you can't see me.